What's going on, guys? Janet, what's up? Oh, okay. I'm going to turn this around. Here we go. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so this is like uh, me shifting gears a little bit. So, you know, typically I'm... Um, I'm speaking with, uh, you know, people in my field, people in, you know, things that I'm really comfortable speaking about. So when Sarah and I began talking, it was like, you know, she was educating me about all this other stuff that was surrounding business, but things that I didn't know. And anybody who knows me knows that anytime I can learn or educate or take something from somebody, um, you know, that's, that can benefit me, I'm all for it. So, funny story, I guess. Uh, you kind of try and feel the person out um, who's coming on here because you never know if, if they're going to be able to, comfortable talking or if, if, if you're going to need to carry the conversation. So, we got we were chatting on Instagram uh, chat and you know, I'm typing and typing and typing and I'm receiving these like voice messages. I, like, I didn't even know you could do this, but it's like her talking into the, the phone and sending these, these voice messages. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, d I know that uh, I'm not going to have to carry this conversation. So it was, it was nice, but uh, we had a good laugh about that. And, our mutual friend, Janet, uh, she does the same thing. So it was, uh, you know, I was kind of used to it by then. But I guess I want to jump into to your story to familiarize anybody who's watching. And you and I, although we kind of operate differently in business, we come from a super, super similar background. And we actually come from the same place, which is like crazy. We never knew each other, but it's funny how the world kind of works and, and brings people together at the right time, um, you know, to, it brings them together at the right time when, when they need them. And I guess I'm going to let, uh, throw it to you and let, let you tell us, you know, a, a little bit about your early life and, you know, how it led you to today. And then we can kind of dig in on that after. Cool. I have to say, like, I'm just going to say and be honest, like I'm a tiny bit nervous, which <laughs> never happens. <clears throat> um, I like, like putting that out there. Like if I'm feeling something, I'll just say like what I feel. Okay. So um, I'm Sarah. Uh, my name is now Sarah Ribeiro, but I used to be Sarah Armstrong when I lived in Madoc. Um, so I actually grew up in Madoc, um, lived there till I was 27 years old. Uh, for those of you who know that area, Madoc, Marmor, Tweed, Sterling, Center Hastings, basically, um, that was my stomping grounds, um, you know, in my younger days. Um, and I say that now and I'm like, wait, in my younger days, like, am I that old? <laughs> but um, basically, yeah, uh, it was really cool connecting with Nick, with you, Nick, because 
like you said, we grew up in the same place, but we never really met, but we know a lot of mutual people. So it was interesting how like the universe really does bring people together at a certain time when maybe you need to be educated about something or you need to connect with people and just learn about something that will serve you in your life at that time, right? So, um, yeah, I was sharing a little bit about my story with Nick, and I was surprised that we have super similar stories of sort of how we both are the underdog. And um, I definitely, as a young person, was a bit of a a bit of a rebel, if you will. <laughs> I was uh, I was a bit of a confused kid growing up, um, trying to figure myself out and understand myself, and like just getting my finding myself caught up in like situations that could go either extremely bad or you know I would end up getting out of it which I usually did um so I'll just sort of like fast forward a bit uh to being 16 and getting involved in a relationship with someone who was uh constantly breaking the law someone who was um, you know, finding him in, himself in a bad situation very frequently, but I was young, naive, starstruck, in love, whatever you want to call it. I ended up getting pregnant in grade 11. Um, my girlfriends at the time were like, what are you going to do, right? And I was the only one out of my friends that was going through this. I ended up having my son, who is like completely amazing. Um, so yeah, I was a single young mom, uh, 17 years old, finding myself with a little baby, and that catapulted me into a whole different world, and I had to grow up super fast. Um, ended up, uh, you know, leaving high school for a bit, and then taking a break to be home with him, and then when he was eight months, I ended up uh, finding my own apartment that was really close to my school. I went back to high school. I did what I needed to do. I put my son in daycare. I lined everything up for myself that would give me a chance to succeed and, and do the right thing, right? Make my parents proud after I had devastated them being a 16-year-old mom. Um, so yeah, I did that and I did really well. And then I ended up getting an apprenticeship um, at a salon in Madoc and I worked there for a couple of years and I did my apprenticeship and um, I thought I was like doing good. I was like, okay, so I screwed up, you know, I made some bad choices, but I'm doing okay. Well, <laughs> lots and lots of mistakes after that. I don't like to say they're mistakes, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I was messing up. I was making bad choices. I was, um, you know, still trying to figure out who I was and where I was going and what I wanted to do with my life and all that. So I won't even, I'm not even going to go into like names at all. Um, but yeah, I found myself in another relationship uh, that was a long-term relationship, seven years. There was a lot of toxic stuff that happened in that relationship. Um, I was not well, like mentally, I was not well. Um, had two daughters in that relationship and uh, I felt really like stuck. Like I felt like here I've made all these really big adult decisions at such a young age not really understanding like what I was actually doing. And I had skipped a big part of my life. Like in my 20s, I was not doing what my 20-year-old friends were doing. 
I lost out all of that time. I didn't get to experience going out partying in my 20s or going to the bars or, you know, doing what 20-year-olds do. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't get to go to college at that point. So um, in that relationship, I had to learn a lot of hard, hard, hard lessons. And, like, I'm going to be a little bit open here and, and a little bit raw and vulnerable because I feel like being vulnerable has gotten me, like, in a lot of good places. Uh, I've you know, been able to manifest things by being open and vulnerable with people. And so, um, yeah, I was like, I did some really dumb things. And I actually ended up in a, in a situation where I was, you know, in legal trouble. Um, really low point in my life. Like, here I am, this beautiful young woman who's a mother of three children, who's very capable, who's intelligent, who's well-spoken. Um, and I'm in a jail cell. Like, you know, um, I was just like, I had to stop and take a really good, hard look at myself. And I had to have a conversation with myself like, Sarah, what are you doing? What do you want to do? What do you want your life to be? You literally have choices and you go down this path or you go down this path. And I think that was like a pivotal point in my, um, my, uh, commitment to grow as an individual and to learn all these tough, tough lessons and to also sort of pave the way for my sisters, my friends, like other people that were watching me. Um, so yeah, I climbed out of that ditch. I dug my way out. And I think from that point, moving forward, I made the decision to go back to college, which was like the smartest thing that I could have ever done at that point. Um, I did really, really well. I went to Loyalist. I loved my teachers. I loved my experience. Um, I took community and justice services. So I ended up learning about a lot of the legal things that I was very confused about when I was going through my own legal stuff. Um, I wanted to educate myself on that because I really wanted to advocate for young women who were very capable and very um, had a lot of potential, but just couldn't seem to get it right or, or figure out who they were, um, didn't have the belief in themselves, didn't have the confidence in themselves. So I, that was sort of a mission that I was on. I was like, I really want to learn about this stuff and I really want to help other people. That's the two things that I really knew that I wanted to do. Um, so that was good. I made a lot of really good connections, made a lot of good friends in college and uh, graduated at the top of my class, was on the dean's list. My children were there. I got my photos done with my children, with my gown and everything. And I was like super proud of myself. And I think everybody in my family was proud too. Um, so at this point I was, I think, 26. And then I'm like, okay, so I was going to be, I wanted to apply to be uh, a correctional officer. That's what I actually wanted to do. And I thought I was like tough as nails and I could like keep these people in line and I could make them change their lives and help them see like that what they were doing wasn't okay and that, you know, a better life is waiting for them. Well, then, you know, I had like these thoughts and I had conversations with people and it was like, how are you going to go and work in a jail with like convicted offenders, like, you know, killers, um, you know, you're going to apply to what uh, Kingston Penn or Paul Bernardo is like, what are you going to work with these people and have like feces thrown at you and then go home and read bedtime stories to your kids? No, not for me. Um, so then I'm like, okay, well, I really like school. I did a really good job. Um, maybe I'll go to university. So I did that. I applied. 
I went to UOIT in Oshawa and I rented a room off my cousin who lived across from the university. So everything was aligning for me, it made sense. And um, I took, I studied criminology and I was majoring in forensic science. And I was like, okay, I think I want to be a probation officer. Um, did a year of school. And then I met my husband online and then, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> um, he came in and swept me up like a, a white knight and, you know, uh, I didn't like university. I'm going to be honest. I felt like I was teaching myself everything and I was paying a lot of money and the teachers, the professors didn't know my name. I was a number. I was surrounded by thousands of people in this big, you know, lecture theater type of thing. And I didn't like it. I was like, where is the hands-on experience? Where are the field trips? Where are the small classes? I don't know anybody. I don't like this. Um, so I had the one-year experience of being in university, and that's cool. Like, I, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'll do a year, and, you know. Um, so currently, my job is um, I work at, uh, for Salvation Army. So I work with individuals who have disabilities, like uh, physical and mental disabilities. And um, I'm really good at that job. Um, I like it. It's rewarding. It's very uh, mentally exhausting and challenging at times. But... Um, yeah, that's what I ended up getting into. Um, should I stop talking? No, now? <laughs> I was just wondering. Okay. I wanted to be like, so you, you're some of the things you're saying here are like things that I constantly try to beat. I try to beat these subjects into people's heads, and one of them is. If you do something and you don't succeed, it's not the end of the world. If you try something and it's not for you, it's not the end of the world. You just need to succeed big at one thing. And if, yeah, if you need yeah. to, to fail 10, 15, 20 times to, 100%. to get there, then, you know, that's fine. But it's, it's so funny that, you know, everything that you kind of, uh, you kind of took in school was so opposite to the way that you grew up. You know, so you were kind of getting into trouble and, and you were dabbling in, in the wrong things and with the wrong people. And then, you know, you took yeah. uh, community and, and justice services, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's it's super. Cool. It's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, now looking back, it makes complete sense because it's like I've always been somebody who had to learn a lot of hard lessons to understand something like I can't learn from people telling me like, Hey, don't do this. Cause this is what's going to happen. I'm like, Oh, but let me just see yeah. because I really need to experience <laughs> it to learn. Right. Um, so that's kind of me. Um, I've always been that way. I'm learning now to like, I, my spidey senses are like really good. So I, if I get a bad feeling and a bad vibe, I'm like, meh, no, I'm not going to do that. But if I'm like, okay, this is an alignment with my soul's purpose. I'm doing it. So and I think that that is something also that, like you said, you know, you just have to succeed at one big thing that you want. Um, I have dabbled into so many different things. I was a hairstylist for a bit. Um, I worked in different salons. Then, you know, I started to build my own uh, photography business in 2017. Um, the cousin that I actually rented a bedroom off of when I was in university in Oshawa, his wife uh, was doing 
photography and I would watch her take photos of her kids and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like you're so good at this. And I've always had a creative side. I've always been a creative individual. I'm a Gemini, I'm air sign. I'm uh, just always had that, those creative talents, right? And I hid a lot of those talents for a very long time. But she inspired me to start uh, doing photography. So my husband, um, at the time he was my boyfriend, we had just met and he knew that I liked photography. So he bought me a camera. And in 2017, I really started to learn. I started watching YouTube and following this one photographer who I got really, really interested in learning from. And she literally taught herself how to be a photographer. So I watched every YouTube video that she would post and I learned how to take really good photos. So um, in 2017, I was like, why don't I just start a photography business? Like a lot of the times I don't always know everything. I'll just be like, okay, I'm doing it and I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out when I get there, you know, yeah. but like, let's make the, let's make the decision to do this because then I'm, I'm holding myself accountable to do what I have in mind, what I feel is actually meant for mm. me. So that went really well. Um, I've been doing like weddings and I do portraits. My favorite thing to do is portraits of women. And um, this was one of the things that you and I, Nick, had said that I was going to bring up in this conversation about women. Um, okay, so let's backtrack a bit. I used to be like that judgmental woman, that critical woman of other women. And I used to be jealous and I used to be like comparing myself and like I used to be not, not confident. I was very insecure. Um, but I was projecting my own negative thoughts about myself onto these other women who were super confident. So I like flipped the script in my head and I was like, okay, I want to feel good about myself. So uh, if I actually change what I'm projecting, why don't I project, um, positive stuff instead and like tell myself positive affirmations and then project that onto women who don't feel positive or confident. So I use my portrait sessions to do that for women and turns out I'm like amazing at it. Um, like I can toot my own horn because like I actually feel like I'm so good at it. And like I've seen women cry after looking at photos of themselves and being like, I don't see myself like that. Like, oh my God, look what you've done for me. And I'm just like, damn, like I need to continue this. So um, I did that. I mean, I still do that, uh, obviously, with everything that's been going on in this world. Um, haven't been super active in my with my photography business lately but but yeah so and you always get I, like just kind of on that point you you really get a lot of um people who just take what i'm doing for example <clears throat> so when i started to give you know or talk about business or do podcasts you you always hear people say you know why is he doing that you know that's stupid What's the reason for, for him? He, he has no credentials to do that. And they really don't understand your story. And the same goes for you. Like, you know, if you're posting pictures or if you're being vulnerable or if you're, you know, doing whatever, who, what, whatever it is that makes you happy and makes you feel like you, then yes. you really need to just, and this is very important. It's important in business. It's important in social media. It's important in just your life in general. You need to really you have a couple of people whose opinions that matter and who care about you and are truly giving you their opinions because they they value what's best for you. But everybody else, that goes away. Their opinions don't fucking matter yeah. and they need to 
you need to just like, it's called noise and you need to eliminate that yeah, noise yes. and it creates your path to success. But that should just carry on. I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. And I think it's amazing that you said fuck. Cause like, I actually love the word fuck. And so um, I might say it a couple times. Um, it just keeps everything more authentic. Like I like to swear. So absolutely. I mean, swear away. it might not be very becoming, but again, I don't care about people's opinions. So, um, that's a really good thing to like a good subject to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, people don't believe me when I tell them this, but I just started building a modeling portfolio this January. Like I jumped in front of a camera for my friend one time to help him out. He was trying to do portraits and like, you know, I modeled for him just, you know, to help him out. Um, and I really liked it. So I, that was the time that I figured out, Oh, I like this. This is fun. Like I'm actually good at it. So in January I'm like, I'm home. I'm not working. Uh, I'm going to build a modeling portfolio. Well, the opinions that were coming at me about that, you know, being a 35 year old mother of, well, at the time, 34 year old mother of four children. What are you doing? What are you doing, Sarah? Like, why are you showing yeah. your skin on social media? Because I fucking want to. That's why. They think you've lost and, your mind. Like, people think that. Yeah. You're, like, oh, for sure. Because it's not what for, society doesn't do it. Regular, or most people don't have the balls to do stuff like this. So, you yeah. know, automatically in people's minds, it's like, okay, this person's fucked up, or this person's on drugs, yeah. or this person is yeah. like insane just because yeah, it's there's different. something going on. Oh, I had people that were legit worried about me. Like, um, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and, uh, I was like, I don't know, like maybe I'm having a midlife crisis. And her husband was like, well, at least you admit it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, hold on just a minute. No. Um, I, you know what? Okay. So I lost my dad last June, uh, almost a year now. And I think losing him and being beside him during that whole experience of him passing, um, really gave me a different perspective on life and how you choose to live. And it just sort of um, reminded me that we have one life. We get to have one human experience, unless you believe in reincarnation, but you're not aware of that, right? So, um, yeah, you get one life. And if you're not doing the things that bring you joy and light you up and make you feel most like you, what the hell are you doing? That's yeah. just how I choose to be. Like, it's, that's how I choose to think. And I think that um, me just catapulting myself into this whole modeling thing. Wait, what time is it, Nick? I have yeah, to interrupt. You have six minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll start talking about this because we have six minutes. So at <laughs> one o'clock, um, I'm going to find out if I advance into the semifinals of the Maxim CoverGirl competition. Uh, I was in the quarterfinals. I came first in my group of, I think it was 28 women. I stayed in first place for a, an entire month from April 20th to May 20th. And then I went into the quarterfinals. So last night was, I was head to head with this 19 year old beautiful woman um, we were going first and second and first and second. And I had all my high school girlfriends live on Facebook and I drank an entire bottle of wine and I don't know if I'm first or second. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> because when the clock ran out, it was like, I went from second to first and then second to first. And then I'm like, I checked and it was like the screen went black and everyone's like, I saw first, I saw second, I saw first. So we're going to find out here right now. 
in five minutes. <laughs> Janet, oh. oh my God, I know it was so fun. So yeah, I mean, I do big, bold things and people I think just know to expect that from me now. Um, I think you have to dive in sometimes and do it afraid. You have to do things afraid to get over that initial like, ah, I'm scared to do it, so I'm just gonna stay in this little bubble and be afraid. But it's like if you catapult yourself into it, if you jump in the water when it's freezing cold, eventually you're gonna swim around very comfortably, right? So now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like I do whatever I want. And my husband is very well aware of the photos that I post on my Instagram. If you are not easily offended, you can follow me at Awaken Your Soul 86 <laughs> on Instagram. Um, <laughs> if you're not easily offended, okay? So anyway, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's super cool. And it's like, it's hard to even get into a conversation now because we're so close and it's like, you know, even, <laughs> no. uh, even I'm nervous for you, but, uh, are you <laughs> like I said, oh, you know, it's, uh, things are meant to be when they're meant to be. And, you know, like you said, 100%. you're not, you're not married to any decision and, and you're so exactly. like, you're just so, you know, you get excited about stuff, but you're very, you know, realistic and life is life and we got to handle, handle it as it comes uh, roll with the punches. We have to yeah. just be able to handle any situation. And I think that that is really how an entrepreneur, a businessman, a businesswoman can succeed because you're going mm -hmm. to fail and you're going to have your back up against the wall and you're going to have, you know, all these things happening. And it's like, fuck, what, what, why this? Why this? Oh my God, COVID 19. I have to close. Uh, you know, yeah. people, you'll lose people in your life. People will quit. You'll get these, this mm -hmm. crazy, crazy, crazy circumstances. And there's a saying, um, and I love it so much. It's so the Eagles are one of my favorite bands and Joe Walsh, um, he says in the Eagles documentary, he says, as you're going through life, all this, all these crazy things are happening to you. Like this happens and then this will happen. And it's like, why is all this craziness happening to me? And, and how, well, you know, why, what, what am I doing? And you, you come to the end of your life and, and you look back and you're reflecting and it's like a perfectly crafted novel. Everything yeah. that happened no matter how crazy it may seem at the time, happened for a reason. Absolutely. You know. So one of my favorite sayings, I love that, by the way, and I love the Eagles. Um, one of my favorite sayings is, and I'm considering getting a tattoo of it, but we'll see. Um, life can only be lived forward, but understood backward. It's good, yeah, right? I like that. So you can only live it forward, but you'll never get it until you look back and yeah. realize, oh, that happened because of that. Yeah. And that happened because of that, right? Um, yeah, life is full of twists and turns and ups and downs. And it's like, like you said, you got to roll with the punches. And you also, uh, I've had this conversation, bleh, conversation with Janet over the phone. Um, if you stay unattached to an outcome, you will gracefully, you know, one door closes, another one opens, and you'll enter that next door. So this whole experience with um, competing in this Maxim competition, this thing fell in my lap. I was laying in bed on a Sunday, scrolling through my Instagram. I saw the application, filled it out. I was like, meh, I don't even know, right? 
they emailed me because I sent three photos. They're like, okay, you, it's been approved. You can now make your profile. I was like, oh, like I, I honestly didn't know what I was getting into. Had no idea I was going to get this far. But this journey itself, even if I end up second today or if like I'm out, if I'm out today of this competition, I regret nothing because it was amazing. The amount of support and encouragement and love from people that I didn't even know was watching me, incredible. Like literally people have given me like, more life like more energy to be motivated into whatever i'm going to do next um so just that experience alone is like super rewarding and it doesn't even matter if i'm not going to be on the cover of maxim or i'm not going to win twenty five thousand dollars. that's cool um but if i do then hell yeah it's amazing <laughs> that's cool too. Um, <laughs> right so uh yeah uh i don't honestly i don't even know how i'm going to be able to check janet did you just tell me it's one? What do you mean? It's one? What? Like, don't freak me out. Can you check for me, Janet? It's one. Oh, it's one. Okay. Can you check the link? Go to my profile and check my link in the bio. Janet, you're going to be the one to tell this me is, this, this on live Instagram. <laughs> this is crazy. What? Oh, my heart's beating. But yeah. So 1 p.m. I mean, yeah. Okay. So Janet, check, click the link deliver the news <laughs> she's like okay Janet's classic <laughs> I love her she's great oh my god so I added all the girls that jumped on my live last night that I used to go to high school with I mean four of them I've known since I was four years old I met Janet when I was in grade nine but Janet like came into our group and she's just part of the crew right there's five of us so uh, this morning I'm like why have we not created a group chat like we're 35 now like what are we doing so I added everybody on Facebook and oh my god my phone was blowing up that's why I had to go on do not disturb because they're all talking <laughs> and we're just catching up on old stories of like stealing cars when we're like 14 and doing all kinds of bad things and freaking our parents out and oh my goodness terrible and like some of the stuff we did like I said if my son ever did that I would kick his ass <laughs> I can't believe what we did. It's wild. <laughs> Honey, my, my Frenchie's like looking at me like it's second place trying to send a photo. Okay, cool, cool. But am I, did I advance into, did I advance? Like, am I still in the competition? That's what I, I thought I needed to be first. Second place. Okay. So if they're still showing that I'm there, then that means that I didn't get disqualified. I really should have done my research. <laughs> I should have put my laptop down as well so I could like double duty this conversation. I sound I sound Canadian. Yes, I'm Canadian for sure. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're like Canadians are known for saying sorry all the time. And a so cool, eh? Oh, Janet. Trying to send now sent you text okay uh if i swipe down then i'm gonna be i'm gonna disappear but it's all good um so if i got second place and you see that then i'm either still in the competition or i'm out but it's all good it's gotta be like yeah. a hugely like when when you were telling me about this and i'm like this is so crazy that you would, you would do something like this at this point in your life. And not crazy to me, 
But because most people would think, oh, you know, you're 35, you should be living this life and you have kids and you do this and you should do this and you should do this and you shouldn't do this. And you're kind of like, well, you know, I'm a positive person. I only project positivity and I really don't give a fuck what you think. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to do what's best for me and my family. And I'm going to project positive energy to everybody around me. And, and that's, that's what you do. And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, and this is like a super, super sensitive topic. I mean, for me to speak about, because I really know nothing about it. And this is your expertise, but I think it's extremely important um, to, to young women um, who are going into business and who maybe come from a similar background as yourself um, that maybe are afraid or, or feel like, oh, you know, I have a, a son or a daughter and I can't do this or, you know, I'm not smart enough or I don't look right or I don't feel like I look the part and you yeah. know how, what what would you tell to you know somebody a younger woman um who maybe is or even not a middle-aged or any woman who wants to get into business or wants to be an entrepreneur or wants to just do whatever she wants to do to better her life what advice do you have for for that person um i would just say that when you the most important thing is like showing up authentically and I mean some people don't know how to do that right like that's a that's a real thing like some people just don't know how to um release themselves of having these fears and and caring about how they show up in the world right um I really like to encourage people but especially women because I know that there are certain trials and tribulations that women have faced in society in today's society like if you if you look anywhere on social media on magazines whatever um the women that are portrayed in society and like showcased are women who have no stretch marks no wrinkles no acne no cellulite and it's like you're we're constantly comparing ourselves to those airbrushed images And I just want to give like my permission to women to just be themselves, like to literally figure out who you are. Because what I also like to say, and I tell my daughters this, you are the only you that exists. There is nobody like you. The only person who can live your life as good as, as good as you can live your life is you. There's nobody else that can do it. So, um, I've just really like, I'm not always positive, by the way, like I'm a super positive person and I feel most like myself when I'm being super positive. But at the same time, I don't like beat myself up if I'm having a shitty day and I'm being a bit of a B-I-T-C-H. Okay. So if I'm being like that, well, there's, I got to have that talk with myself. Like Sarah, what's going on? Why are you triggered? Why are you acting this way? Why are you in this mood? Like, and then I got to figure out 
how to love myself enough to pull myself out. And I try to help women understand that. And I try to teach them how to do that. Um, I don't have all the answers. I don't have everything figured out. I am not a professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a degree. I'm not a doctor, but I do have life experience and I have felt very, very, very low. And I have felt very, very, very high. And I'm just trying to find that happy medium, that balance of like, how do I show up in the world? How do I manifest the things that I want in my life that make me feel good and make me feel most like myself? Um, And, you know, there's going to be days that are like really not good where you're just in a funk and you just can't, you just can't bring yourself to show up and you just really need to lay in bed for a bit. Um, But on the day, like, it's okay to be like that. You know, it's okay because we, especially as women, you know, we have a lot of like hormonal changes that happen every month and we really have a lot going on in our bodies that men will never understand. And it's a super complicated thing, but we're actually magical creatures. Okay. <laughs> like women are like superhuman. I feel like, I mean, if you, if you think about it, I've had four children and just the whole like dynamic of like, we actually grow humans inside of us. How cool is that? And then we, give life to that human like we expel that human and then our bodies do all this weird stuff afterwards to get back to normal to prepare to grow another human what in the hell like no wonder we're crazy sometimes right <laughs> like if that was happening to you you'd be crazy too oh there's no, um, there's no question i'd like and just, i've had this conversation with you and i just did an interview for uh, it was like one of the biggest interviews I've ever done in my life. And it's coming out soon. Super exciting. But they asked about influences in my life. And so I talked about a couple of different business influences and a couple of different mentors I had. And they're like, who's the biggest influence in your life? And I said, my mom, hands down, head and shoulders above the rest, my mom. My mom didn't own a business. Um, my mom, she babysat. Uh, we, we didn't have, you know, a ton of stuff when I was younger, but she is the single reason why I'm who I am today. Because if it wasn't for her, I certainly would not be here. I'd be in jail or dead or, um, you know, I would, I would not be in a good place. So she was so strong mentally, stronger than I could ever, like things you're saying, strong stronger than i could ever you know be and the things that we had to deal with in our life and she just dealt with them and it was like she never complained or you didn't even really know what bothered her but looking back it's like i don't even know how she could have handled this like just she's like a hundred pounds five foot two she's not big but she is the strongest person that I've ever met in my life. And Mm -hmm. women are so important to, to society and mothers. And it's, it's just something that I, I can't even really articulate or explain how important it was to me, but it's like to this day, I can go to her and I can, I can talk to her and she's just like my number one, you know, biggest advocate because she's she gave her life up for me when i was born that's how i feel i i don't know that that's maybe that's not the way that it should be but i feel like 
when when I was born, she she did that, and she did that for my brothers, and it's just a really special experience and a, a bond mm-hmm. that you you, mm-hmm. you don't create. It's just it's made. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we have superhuman strength for sure. Um, even when we look like we're not holding it together, we really are. And um, and for like our children, like I would do. I can't even go into detail about what I would do for my children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we are very, very strong. Um, and so it's really important for women who found this inner confidence or this strength or this new realization of, you know, what we can do to help other women, you know, to build the belief in themselves. And like, I have three daughters. So it's really important for me personally um, to show up as me and be authentic and real and open and just, you know, live in a way that is in alignment with me, with my soul, my soul's purpose, right? Um, I spend a lot of time uh, like pushing down certain qualities that I have or abilities that I have or things that really just brought me joy. And I was like, well, you know, society wouldn't really look at that and be like, that's really good. You should do that. Um, so I had to give myself permission. So what I do is like I give permission for women to literally do whatever it is that brings them joy. If you want to be home and be a housewife and be raising children and cooking and cleaning and doing that thing and you like that and you're all about it and that's your thing, by all means, I think that's wonderful. I think if you are doing what you love, you should do it. If you are a career woman and you have children and they gotta go to the babysitter and you're you're running a business and you know you don't see your kids very much or you're, you know, whatever it is. As long as you feel good about it, if you feel good at the end of the day when you go to bed and you're like, yeah, I feel really good about my choices and what I'm doing with my life and I feel that I am doing other people um, well, like I am giving to other people, I have people's best interests at, interests at heart, then you're, you're doing everything that you should be doing or that you, you know, you're destined to do. Um, so yeah, I really love like showing up and and giving that permission. I think that's a really powerful word is giving permission because a lot of women are just like, well, I I don't do that because I know that I'm not allowed. Um, Society doesn't allow that. Um, There's a conditioning from years and years and years ago where we have been conditioned as little girls to not speak too loudly or too much. Um, There are just certain things. And this is my own personal like opinion. So I don't want to like, put this blanket statement down that everybody feels this way. But what I feel is that, you know, we are sort of uh, trained and conditioned as young women, as young girls um, to behave in a certain way. And if you don't, then you're a bad girl. And I want to break that cycle of having these little girls feel like I'm a bad girl because I like to push the limits. I like to do risky things or I enjoy sex or, you know, I enjoy um, having fun and being outrageous or flirtatious or just whatever it is, whatever it is, however you want to express yourself, as long as you are not hurting people in that process, you should be free to do whatever, to express yourself the way you want. Right. And I, I held this like guilt and shame for so many years, um, holding myself back from all the things that I am now doing. Like 
I look at myself now and I'm like, damn, I wasted so many years. I could have been doing this forever, like from the time that I was little or like teenager or 20s or whatever. But you know what? The timing, it's all in divine timing and the stars are aligning. And I have needed to learn all those really challenging lessons to get me to where I'm at now, where I'm like, yes, now I can stand in my power as a woman and I can use all my God-given talents and strengths and abilities and share that with the world and give permission for all these young girls to do the same thing. Um, we were burned at the stake because we were called witches because we were intuitive and we were powerful and we were you know sexy or like whatever it was we were burned at the stake literally like if that's being a witch well i'm a fucking witch like <laughs> i'm a witch <laughs> like burn me at the stake you know uh what is this someone is being nasty oh yeah you always you always get that you always get these people just positive energy his way or no. her way what uh so like he you know even to this day, because, you know, we're in 2021 and you think that it's like everything has worked itself out. So, you know, we're just kind of living and, and every, every inequality and every, like we're in Canada, okay? So we sometimes we get in our head that things really, um, you know, they're okay. And there are no longer any inequalities in, in men and women and colors and, and all this other stuff. And um, it's, I, I try to speak to so many different people. And I have mentors who are, you know, um, from India. And mm -hmm. they're just different, these different perspectives that you hear. And, you know, speaking with you, it really shows me that these things still do exist. Yeah. They do yeah. exist. And it's so disappointing. Yeah, the controversial topics of like gender inequality and the pay wage gap and racism and all that stuff. Yeah. Um and I, I feel like uh, I was very ignorant growing up, um, but I was very curious about different cultures and backgrounds and different people and different traditions and things like that. Um, growing up a small town girl in Canada, in Ontario, you're sort of in a bubble because you are not exposed to anything that is uh, that you could consider catastrophic. Like, I feel so blessed to have been raised in Ontario, in Canada. Um, but at the same time, I know that I have a lot to learn about what other people deal with in different countries and different, coming from different backgrounds and, um, you know, how even back to the women thing, how some women in certain countries are still not allowed to drive a vehicle, like blows my mind. Um, but I, I've always been sort of willing to learn and I've been open and I've asked a lot of questions. I've met a lot of people um, in my life who come from s many different backgrounds. And um, I've always been curious. I've always been like, well, tell me about that because I really don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know when I don't, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, tell me. Like, I'm curious to learn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is definitely a, a huge thing. I think for a lot of us, young, younger generation, like our age, um, coming from 
this sort of like you know background like you and I have probably similar raising like mm -hmm. traditions and all that like I'm sure you celebrate Christmas yeah. and I'm sure you're you know I don't know if you're Catholic or if you're Christian or what but um you know uh I do feel like we're sort of in a bubble and we're sort of like you know ignorant so yeah totally and you can't really you can't blame the the way you're brought up right in how you act when you're young, but you can blame yourself for not, you know, looking at words and educating yourself because, yeah. you know, your parents typically, they try to do the best they can. But when you yeah. grow up in, you know, small town Canada and you're not exposed to the world, I guess, yeah. and you don't yeah. really have a lot of money or the internet or at least when I was growing up or, or you were growing up, there, you don't know any different. So when you start to hear these different things and different cultures and, you know, things about immigration and bringing people from other countries in and you're, everybody around you is saying, well, this isn't good, this isn't good, this isn't good. And it's like, well, why isn't it good? Because yeah. me, as a 35-year-old as a man now, meeting people who have come to Canada and how smart they are and like savvy in business and doctors. Mm. And it's just like these people who you meet in life, be it, you know, the guy next door or somebody who has immigrated to Canada or whoever, you know, yeah. we're just so lucky to be, to be exposed to, to this education and knowledge and, you know, just go in with an open mind and go in with the opportunity to to learn something. And mm -hmm. you're going to be further ahead Absolutely. than when you entered the conversation. Absolutely. And yeah, going like what you said about people were saying, like some people have the opinion that it's a bad thing that we accept immigrants. But, you know, that's just fear based. Like that's just fear. We're afraid of what we don't know. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of we are so afraid to step out of our comfort zone and to accept something that's so different from what we, from the norm. Right. Um, and as the, as Canada is a multicultural country, uh, we are made up of immigrants. My ancestors are immigrants. I wouldn't be here if there was no immigration, like my mother's great grandfather and his family, they immigrated from Italy. Um, you know, they had a business here. They had a wholesale company in Toronto and, um, you know, just like my mother's father was, Im he immigrated from Poland. So, you know, um, it's, you know, that is something that, that, that's a big like topic of conversation for so many people. And I just think that, yeah, it's, it's fear-based when you are like, oh, well, that's not a good thing. Like, uh, um, you just have to understand that we are made up of immigrants. Mm -hmm. Like this country is immigrants, right? And yeah, so. And really, uh, you know, anyone living in Canada, should be thankful that they can live in such a great country. And maybe, Absolutely. you know, you don't agree with everything that the government yeah. does or policies or whatever. You may not Absolutely. agree with it because we all don't agree with everything, but right. we are pretty darn lucky to be where we are. Oh my gosh. And so lucky. So lucky. Yeah. I, I literally, I say to myself a lot these days, especially like as a kid, I didn't, I didn't know. I was unaware that I was lucky. Right. You just don't know when you're in something, you're just not aware. Um, but yeah, I, um, I feel super blessed to live in this free country where 
I can take my kids to the park and I can be literally zoned out in my phone. And I know my kids are, are good. Like, you know, I'm more cautious, obviously, in a big city like Toronto because shit does happen. But like back home in Madoc, yeah. I can literally be like, tell my 14-year-old, okay, you watch your sisters. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'll be right back. And it's fine. Yeah. That is not the case in a lot of places. And that's just something we take for granted in this country is like, you know, there's not, there's no bombs being dropped on our heads. Um, there was a, a, a video that I saw that broke my heart, actually. It was a little girl. Um, I don't know what country it was. It might have been like uh, a little Israeli girl. But um, she was playing with, like, you know, the Hungry Hungry Hippos game. So there was a video of her playing that with her siblings. And uh, she hears a plane go overhead. And she stops her game and runs. And she starts to freak out and panic and cry. And the father's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then it, it goes to another video of a little American girl. And she's like, Mom, look at the plane. And she's all excited and happy that this big plane is flying over. And, like, that's the difference, yeah. right? Like, that's the comparison where it's like, we don't really know how lucky we are living in this country. Um, shit hasn't hit the fan yet. And, and hopefully God forbid, knock on wood, it never does. Um, and that's the but, perspective, you know, the perspective of most people, our peers have, because it's like an, an issue to, to somebody in Canada might be, Oh, I have a flat tire on my, mercedes-benz and <laughs> um an issue to somebody else might be oh i really hope i don't step on a landmine today yeah. you know so yeah. so the issues we need to kind of take a step back at least in my, in my opinion and really focus on real problems like put your mm -hmm. put put your head in okay does this matter is this a real problem or is this like you know a first world problem yeah, and exactly. If it's if it's not a really crazy, like if you're not, if it's not affecting your well-being, health, your children, whatever, then mm -hmm. it's not. You can fix it. You can make it better. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's we get ourselves all bent out of shape sometimes. And oh god, yeah, we, for sure. We need to keep it in check. Yeah, and be more aware for sure like awareness and like being able to empathize with um, the fact that, you know, our problem of like our internet cutting out is nothing in comparison to what a lot of people are dealing with right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so just being aware of that and like operating from a place of understanding that um, can really change the way you live your life, you know, your perspective on things and, um, having that ability to take a step back and look at, you know, something that's going on or something that you just feel like is, why is this happening? Um, if you can just have that awareness of like, okay, this is really minuscule, minuscule compared to what other people go through, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and we can use our, um, the fact that we're so lucky and we're in this first world country, a, a place like Canada, we can, we can use that to help other people. And like, we're in this, we're so privileged, you know? And so we can use our privilege to, sh we can share that. There's enough of it to go around. Um, and, and, and currency doesn't have to be necessarily money, like tangible money. It can be energy. It can be love. It can be 
empathy, it can be affection, it can be understanding, any of that, you know, we can, we can share that. We have enough of it to go around. No, totally. And it's like, you see all this bullshit on the internet and even the comments that we've seen a couple comments here, you know, just as, uh, you know, something that a small example of negative energy. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah, like what's, absolutely. What, what is the point of that? <laughs> and of course you and I are seasoned enough to, to kind of let that roll off our back, but imagine, you know, that we aren't and it's somebody else yeah. and that, that could, that can ruin somebody's entire day or like people need Absolutely. to lose the fucking negative energy, cut it out, drop it. And, you know, just find your purpose in life and yeah. leave everybody else alone. Spew yeah. positivity and, yeah. you know, keep, keep that bullshit fucking to yourself because... Yeah, if you can't say anything nice or if you, if you aren't going to benefit uh, someone's life or if you're going to say something or if you're going to do something, if it's, if it's not serving you or anyone, uh, leave it at the front door or, you know, just like forget about it. Um, I've had to learn that lesson too. Like there's been many times that I projected or spewed negativity. I was very caught up in my own crap. And I thought that I was the only person on this earth that mattered. Like I didn't get to where I'm at now by, uh, always being positive like that that's not I had to walk through I had to go into the depths of despair to come out a shinier more you know polished version of me and I'm still evolving and I know that uh you know my journey is is very long um I was saying this with Janet the other day there's this whole analogy of the lobster in its shell and the lobster gets so tight in that shell, you know, and it's, it's just before it's about to shed it and get a new shell, it's a really painful process. It's really ugly looking, you know, the shell's cracking and it's all peeling off and, you know, he looks so uncomfortable in it. And, you know, once he gets rid of it, then he's like got this beautiful, nice red shell, right? And eventually that shell will start to get tight too because he's growing. So we're growing as people also. So we have to shed that shell every once in a while and that's it's not it's ugly like growth and evolution and becoming better is is not rainbows and butterflies and fields of flowers it's like people falling from burning buildings like that's what it looks like you know and I've had to do that I've had to go through that and maybe I'll have to go through that again I mean I lost my dad not even a year ago and that was that was painful man Mm -hmm. like but I learned more about myself in that process and more about my dad than I ever knew I actually learned that my dad and I shared the same illness um, and I won't go like too far into detail with that. Cause that's like a whole other topic and a whole other discussion for another day, but maybe I will, I haven't actually come out publicly and spoken about it. Um, but I do suffer from depression, anxiety, OCD, like those tendencies I have, you know, but I've been dedicated to training myself and teaching myself and getting help from other people to figure out what works for me and how to cope when I'm having moments of like, okay, this is not good where Sarah, let's, let's get you back, you know, because, um, you don't want to live your life like that. You can literally make yourself physically ill. You can like bring on physical illness with your brain. Like your brain is connected to all of that. And if you think, if you're thinking negative, 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 negative all the time, and you're projecting it, and you're internalizing it, and you're surrounding yourself with it, guess what? Your body is going to respond, and you're going to get sick. 
that's my opinion. That's, and that's I, one I, thing you and Janet have taught me just, and we haven't known each other for a very long time, but it feels like I've known you for my whole life. And speaking with Janet, because I have a mentality of, I, I work all the time. And although being an entrepreneur and being successful in whatever avenue you want success or, or, you know, having a, a business that does well, you need to give up a huge portion of your life for that. And focus, 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 work, 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 blah, 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 blah. And one thing that you and Janet have taught me is you can't, that's great and that's necessary. There's no question about it. You need to work your ass off to, to have a business that works good. But mm -hmm. you need to get your mind right before that. Because if yeah. this is not right, then that forget about that. That doesn't exist. That's off the table. Yeah. Get this right. Yeah. Then yeah. focus on that. Because yeah. otherwise you're just like a kamikaze plane that's going to explode. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for disaster. Um, and I mean, nobody will ever be perfect. Um, that, that perfect doesn't exist. Uh, I don't even like to say normal because like what's normal? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, if you are, yeah, if, you're, if your mind is not healthy, um, then you will only get so far. You will only get to a certain level of growth and then you will be halted until your mind grows. And I still know that I have not reached my fullest level of potential. I know that. I am very aware of that. I know that there's endless opportunity for me. And I have accepted that if I want that, it is something you have to work toward and you have to do the internal work on yourself in order to reach that highest potential. Um, Somebody that I look up to who ha I consider a mentor, I've never met, but one day I will. I keep putting it out there to the universe, but Jim Carrey, love Jim Carrey. Like, yeah. he is my, I sometimes see myself as the female version of Jim Carrey. And I'm not presenting as that right now. Like, I'm keeping that in check <laughs> because, but, I, but if you look at my TikTok, good <laughs> Lord. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Honestly, he's taught me a lot. I've listened to a lot of his uh, talks that he's given at universities to kids. And um, I followed him my whole life. I've watched every movie that he has. And I just think he's brilliant. He's a crazy dude. But guess what? He knows what he's talking about. And we are just, there's something he says about depression. He says, when you're depressed, that's your avatar telling you that it's sick of playing that part. It's tired of playing that role, you know, and he also preaches to people that you got to be free from concern, free from concern to express yourself however you want to express yourself. And that is how you get to become your true self. And that is how you're going to manifest the things that you want into your life. So you got to figure out, you got to do that internal work. You got to figure out who you really are and what you're about and what rings true for you and serves your soul. And then you will be able to communicate with the universe and you're putting out that real raw energy and the universe will respond. You get out what you, you put out. No, you get what you put out. So it's like a boomerang effect, right? And I just love that. I love how he was so 
free to be himself and look where that got him yeah. like now he's like he's escaped to bancroft which is like an hour past the town that i grew up in and he's in a cottage and he's doing big murals for his walls and he's just super eccentric and like i always have this vision of myself going to the eagle's nest in bancroft because i've been there lots and i always think this is how i'm going to meet him like when it happens, you're going to be like, what the heck, Sarah? <laughs> I'm going to go to Bancroft. I'm going to go to the Eagle's Nest, and I'm going to somehow bump into Jim Carrey. I'm going to either pass his house. I'm going to be exploring, and he's going to be outside in a robe, sipping a coffee, and I'm going to be like, Jim! And he's going to be like, hey, come on over. And I'm going to be like, I love you. But, yeah. No, that's uh, – I love that. And I guess we'll wrap this up because – we have gone, this is probably the longest live I've ever done. And I've taken away wow. so much positivity, so much information and education. And it was like one of those things coming into that. I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to talk about? But I right. just kind of threw it to you. And I'm like, you know, this is going to benefit me. And I'm going to learn. Yeah. And whoever else wants Absolutely. to listen, they're going to learn too. Because Absolutely. you're just, you're, you're a pretty special human being. Things you say, you. what you've gone through. I think it's inspiring. I think that it's, um, you know, a story that people can really learn from and they can, you know, don't, don't ever get beat down no matter what, what life throws at you, no matter what life throws at you, never let it get you, never let it beat you, always get Absolutely. up. And yeah. there's a saying, I guess, I'll end it on this. There's a saying, it's, it's not how hard you hit it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And yes. it's from a Rocky movie and I love it okay. so much. Yes, yes. I know that one. Yeah, no, it's true. And also it's like I, the thing that I'll leave on this note is that you got to enjoy the process. It's, you're, nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're never going to say, I've arrived. I'm here. I did it all. It's ne life is full of never-ending lessons good and bad right and you always i just think that the purpose is to enjoy the ride and be in the moment enjoying it stop looking for the next best thing or the grass is greener on the other side i want to live that person's life when i get there i'll be good because when you get there guess what you're going to find out that there's nothing special about it jim carrey also says i wish that everybody could be rich and famous just to realize that that's not the answer it's not the answer that's so, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, thank you. This was really awesome. No. Thank you. You've got to let me know, uh, check into that, and let me know ASAP if uh, the results, I need to know. Yes, okay, I'll let you know. Awesome, thanks, like Sarah. My heart's like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, take care. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.